This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Check it out. One, two. Hey, yo. Hey yo, I came a long way since back in the day From a teenager trying to make it rap in this way Ever since I was a kid I had something to say Rocking mics was a dream, I didn't care about pay I sacrificed late nights and going out with my friends Just to stay home alone with my pad and my pen Had my eyes on my prize, my mind on my goal As I carved these rhymes out with my heart and my soul I didn't have a CD, all I had was a Good morning, everybody. 7am on the 14th of October, obviously a very important day for New Zealand. I voted yesterday. Just across the road here, actually, at Wolfbrook Arena. Uh, so you can do it here uh, just opposite where I work at, in Christchurch, but I know you will get out and do your thing, play your part in democracy. What a wonderful thing it is. Hey, we've got a lot to get through today on the Canterbury Sports Corner before I stay on and rip into the mail run on a massive day for racing, but I'll park the racing for now because we've got plenty to get through. We've got a lot to debrief, actually. A lot to debrief on a massive weekend for sport. Especially Cantabrians. Up and around the world, I guess. Uh, firstly, what a beautiful morning it is has dawned here. Just feeling a bit more springy this last couple of days of this week, hasn't it? Got a little bit fresh for a while. But uh, it looks like it's redeemed itself. It's going to be a gorgeous day today if that Norwest doesn't get too brutal later on. I hope you are well wherever you are. If you want to send me a text on double eight double three. Where you're listening from around the Canterbury or Tasman or South Island region, would love to hear from you. What are we going to do today? Well, uh, it's an important day, not just for, I guess, people waiting for the Ulbricks tomorrow morning. We'll talk about the NPC in <laughs> just a bit. But also the Heartland Championship. Yeah, the Meads Cup final today. South Canterbury, Wanganui, the Butcher Boys down there at Tamuka Oval. I mean, they'll probably get 2,000 people down there, Nigel Walsh and his crew. Fantastic. South Canterbury, what a juggernaut. Behemoths of the Heartland competition, and they're looking to go for about 30 wins in a row and uh, win the Meads Cup for the third year in a row, I think it would be. So we'll chat to Nigel Walsh in just a wee bit about that. Of course, the Lahore Cup goes on as well. West Coast hosting Poverty Bay. So good luck to our coasters, our brethren across the hills over there. No doubt they'll have a big crowd at John Sturgeon Park as well. So we'll chat to Nigel Walsh about that. We'll catch up with Donnie Bell. I dare say he will be fired up for a massive day of Heartland Rugby, probably commentating the game. Or one of them. I'm not sure. Maybe. We'll find out from Donnie. But he would have watched Canterbury last night, and we'll get into that in just a second as their season came to a... I came to an end, and, and do you know what? I'll, I'll tell you what I feel about the Canterbury season in just a bit, but I think it was probably fair enough. So we'll catch up with Donnie Bell with the Integrity Unit podcast uh, for our local sports cross, uh, thanks to Trident Homes, designed for living, built for life. I'll give you a Wizard of the Week. 
There's lots of people up for grabs this week. But um, in particular, there's one young Cantabrian who did something quite remarkable on the world stage. So we'll give him a shout out towards the end of the show. But let's get into it. At uh, three minutes past seven, four minutes past seven, uh, last night, you probably sat there and watched the game as well. Let's see what happened. Taranaki versus Canterbury in the MPC semi-final in New Plymouth. Um, winner was probably going to get the right to go play Wellington, although we don't want to put the cart in front of the horse, do we? Next weekend, um, 23-16, a converted try in it. It finished with Canterbury hammering the line. We're on the 22 or so. Um, and just start. Taranaki, tough Taranaki defence. We couldn't find a crack in the seam. I think I think we had run out of options. And here's the thing. Run out of ideas, run out of options. Fergus Burke, that Achilles injury, which was just so sad. And, and we were here last Saturday saying it looked pretty serious. So when you lose your star playmaker on the eve of a... or going into a... Semi-final. It's going to be tough. Cullen Grace gets scratched at start uh, jump time. Alex Harford played well, but he probably didn't have the necessary um, game time throughout the year to be really able to boss that semi-final. Uh, poor Happy, just a an absolute, uh, well, I guess, massive effort, including the try in the 58th minute to give us some hope. Billy Harmon would be my player of the season if we were doing end-of-season awards for Canterbury. I thought Billy Harmon just tried every single week. He led from the front. i tell you the one thing about Billy Harmon, which I think he has definitely... Um, maybe I hadn't noticed, but I think maybe he might have developed into this as he's become a more mature rugby player. He carries the ball with true vengeance now. He's no longer just that tackle-making, jackal-making, workhorse open side. He's playing number eight, and he carries the ball strong and hard, Billy Harmon. Uh, he's dynamic, probably more dynamic than I gave him credit for earlier in his career. So that's fantastic news um, for his career progressing forward and for the Highlanders. For the Canterbury season, I never really felt like they got in rhythm this year. To be honest, um, it, it just whenever they started to play well, there was an injury or... There was, um, uh, you know, a, a, the storm week came along and, and they lost that game, that weird game to Wellington. And, and maybe if they won that, they would have got a bit of confidence um, and could have got a bit of a roll on. As I go back and trace the steps of the season, here we go. Northland. Gee, it doesn't feel that long ago, does it? The 5th of August. It shows you how quick we go. It's 43-11 over Northland. Great outing. High hopes for the year ahead. Um it was it was when the, the squad was all healthy. They had a lot of star power, and straight away I thought, "Oh, here we go." Uh, twenty eight, twenty four, and a strange game up there in you uh, against North Harbour, but you know uh, managed to. What was important about that is they managed to dig deep when things hadn't quite gone their way in the end of that game, and they were on on the ropes and they dug deep and they found the line. They put sixty eight points on Manawa too, and I thought. That was their most impressive offensive performance. Um, offloads galore. And then that Wellington game, which was just a funny old game. In a short season, it could have been a pivotal game. Um, I think Wellington scored a try, which 
very dubious. <laughs> uh, there was a couple of them. Uh, there was it was some stra- <laughs> strange refereeing. It was a, a funny old Sunday afternoon down here, thirty six thirty one. But they only narrowly went down. They got that rebound win against Taranaki, very important. They dropped the game to Auckland, thirty six twenty nine. They dropped the game at Counties in the last minute with that kick, and all of a sudden they had lost three of their last four. Wellington, Auckland Counties, just beat Taranaki. They rallied 29-14. I wouldn't call it uber convincing against Southland. They uh, nutted their um, neighbours, Tasman, 30-28. Down to Waikato. Again, then it was the quarterfinal. And a very impressive, gutsy win against Auckland last week. And just ran out of puff against Taranaki this week. So the reason I go through those games is I never felt like Apart from right at the start of the year, they had a surge of momentum and a surge of really confidence building, um, flowing footy. And and this competition goes fast, man. Like this goes really fast. It's it's like an extended tournament, I'd call it. You know, you can't really compare it to a Super Rugby season where you can build into it. I mean, it is still obviously three months long, um, or two and a half months long, but. You blink and you miss it, and I think the sting coming out of, uh, around that Wellington, those Wellington uh, Auckland counties losses, and then of course health is always going to be an issue. Health at the wrong time of the season probably just caught up with us in the end. But it's, I'm going to call it a good season. I think Marty Burke is is a um, a man that you can get behind. I think he's got a clear idea of how he wants to play, and he'll keep absolutely he will. So. We'll, we'll we'll give them a pass, Mark. Going down in a semi-final, realistically, Canterbury should win every year. <laughs> but at the same time, realistically, that's not that's not possible. So I give it a pass, Mark. Let's call it a B plus on the year. A B B plus. What's your grade for the Canterbury season? B B plus. Um, again, Taranaki tough tough last night. And congratulations to Neil Barnes's side, and that's a good side as well. The amount of players with All Blacks experience, your Perifetas, your uh, Peter Gus, Soul Callers, that's a really tough side. I I think Taranaki should have been favoured last night at home. I didn't see the odds, but I think they should have been. And I think seven points a converted try is, is about right, considering they were hammering the line. And Mitch Drummond in his 99th. Ooh. Drummond will be back. Certain of it. So that's the Canterbury season. I guess it's the obituary of the Canterbury season, but they'll be back. They'll keep. Interesting long time between... Uh, interesting long time. Oh, look, we've got Graham calling in for a, a chat there, Jacob. Let's have a chat to Graham. Interesting long time between drinks, though, for uh, for Canterbury titles. Obviously, we went on that tier, and I think we won 9 of 10, or 8 of 10 for a while. And um, since, I reckon, 2017. So we are due... We're certainly due. And we'll get there. But you need health in a, a quick competition like this. 11 minutes past 7. Uh, let's go through to uh, one of the biggest and most passionate rugby fans in this part of the world. And I'm, I'm very lucky he's given me a call this morning to debrief the, the Canterbury season and, and probably look ahead to the All Blacks tomorrow as well. Graham, good to chat to you on a Saturday morning, pal. How are you? Hey, great, Louie. Yeah, I love your show. You do a good job. No, I... I... Yeah, no, I'm really, I'm a bit gutted, but I think your summary, I couldn't disagree with anything you said, actually. Um, 
and you know I'm always fairly straight up. But yeah, I, I think it was it was a very frustrating season because I go to all their home games and and watch the away ones on TV. And yeah, every game was apart from those first two. Every game was sort of heart in your mouth stuff. It was the Wellington game. I felt we were we were very hard done by, and mm. um, uh, we we blew a couple of games, especially probably the Auckland game away. But then last week, I thought they did really well against. Uh, you know, Auckland are a strong side out wide, but and and we, Billy Harmon, as you said at the start of the show, yeah, I think he would be the the Canterbury Player of the Year. I'd give that award to him. I think his, his ball and hand stuff. He's one of the uh, one of the most toughest run hard ball runners in New Zealand rugby at the moment, including anyone that's in the All Blacks. I, I, I think <laughs> he really does offensively take on the line and. He showed that last week. And losing Dominic Gardner and Cullen Grace against the Naki, I that yeah, when I heard that I I that that, that did worry me, I must say, because I think they're two players that put in great games last week. But yeah, that's Taranaki are always tough. They've beaten us many times, haven't they? Especially up there. Oh, I remember I remember they nicked the shield off us in twenty thirteen or so. And it was kind of around that era where they were they were playing pretty well, and they've just always had a really good side. They've got a great base with their community up there, so fair play to them. But here's the point, Graham: they finished on 38 points, right? So they get yep. that home semi against us. We finished on 37. We should have won that Wellington game. There were a couple of really bad refereeing decisions, and also yes, they, they probably they probably lost focus on one or two of those games through the season. Um, the, the other one, the Counties Monaco result. Um, they should yep. have. They could have beaten Auckland. One of those games. So if they win one of those three, they dropped in that four-game span. Well, they're playing at home last night, and they probably all of a sudden, when you lose Cullen Grace and, and Gardner, as you say, and, and Burke, well, all of a sudden they're playing at home, which might just even the kilter a little, might just calm them down a little bit, and it could be different. And I think if you played the season ten times, they probably end in the final in six of them. They don't four of them. They probably win the comp two of them. So. That's what I mean. I think I think you're right. I think it was a fair season, a frustrating season because we know that the squad is is so deep. And you make a very good point around Cullen Grace um, being a big out. The other player I, I'd be curious to get your take on Graham is George Bell because I think if we're looking at positives for the year, watching his development and his um, become more physical each and every week and really learn his body because he's a big big boy for a young fella. I'm yeah. very excited to see him play Super Rugby next year. Oh, absolutely, and of course he he came back. What was for the final and come off the bench in the Crusaders win in Hamilton? Yeah, he had a massive season. I think Brian Ashby was dead right last week. He he said he would put him in the All Blacks on the base of his form last year, but of course he missed such a big swag of the season with that injury. But he is a big unit, and and he's very he's pretty he's very accurate with his line out throwing. But he is a really he's a menace. But uh, just one player too, Fergus Burke. That was. Alex Harford, very good footballer and played well, but I, I, um, yeah, Fergus has been, you know, I think up, he was probably equal, like he was probably our best back over the season. Um, for like sure. Billy was with a forward scene, but he'll be back for the Crusaders, so that's good, but it was, it was a devastating injury for him, and I felt that was a real downer well, last well, week after being in Auckland. <laughs> Graham, here's the thing. I was chatting to Gordon Finlater yesterday uh, from oh, Newsub, yeah, who's yeah. Based, based down here. He's a, he's a good rooster. I actually recorded a bit of a chat just on our, our thoughts ahead of the All Blacks tomorrow. We'll play that out in a wee bit. But we were saying yesterday it's devastating for Ferg because 
like in, in all seriousness, there's not a clear number three first five next year. Um, no, there's not really even a clear number two first five. Um, no, so and obviously Razor knows them, and people from outside the region will just be laughing, cackling. They will be rolling their eyes, saying, no, "Of course, don't. Razor will pick the you know twenty five Crusaders." But but look, the reality is. Razor will have a bias towards Crusaders because, especially in his first couple of years, he knows these guys and he knows what they're about, and and it's just it's just common sense. He's got more of an intimate relationship, so I, I personally hope that Fergus Burke's that it's a gnarly injury to recover from. But if he can get himself back healthy, I'm not saying he's not going to be in an All Black squad in the next couple of years. So I, I hope he can get fit. Oh, I agree, hundred percent. I think. He was talked about at the end of last year when they picked that New Zealand A team and he was unlucky when we lost the final to Wellington. He he played well last year and again this year when they picked that team that played against the Japanese, um, he was he was unlucky and, and and other people were saying outside of Canterbury, but as you say, they do go, Oh yeah, another one from Canterbury but we do he's not from here, but we we either get them from outside or by and large they are homegrown ones as we know and the first, we do produce very good 5.8s, and that's one of our strengths. Not, not so many great wingers, but we, even though we have great, very good wingers and often sc- try scoring ones, but, yeah, Fergus deserves to be in that conversation because he's produced consistent rugby, and he does lead the team around. And our pack isn't always on top, uh, you know, with Canterbury either. So, you know, it's always tougher. The first five's got to, you know, is at the mercy of the ball he gets. And, yeah, no, I think he's well and truly he is... People can say what they like, but I think if he get, he'll get himself back out there, and and there is time on his side. He's only young too, so you know, he's my yep. he's one for the future. Graham, fantastic to chat, mate. Uh, enjoy the footy over the weekend. Uh, that's Graham. He's a he's passionate as a rugby man in this part of the world, and people give Graham a hard time because he's so passionate. But that's what you should be, and you should be tribal about your region. You know. We're allowed to be. That's what it's about. Embrace it. Paddy says, Louie McGuire, I think the biggest takeaway from the season is the lack of ability of our coaches. Interesting, Paddy. I think there will be a review in the off-season and a few will be gone. Maybe not Marty. I would I would hope not because I think Marty is the man. But his assistants, give them a C. Uh, you can always upskill and you can always improve your staff, Paddy. You should always be striving to find different ways to do things. And if that's personnel-related... But remember, Matt Todd was there, and he's going to be assistant coach of the Crusaders, and I will never say a bad word about Matt Todd. As Daniel McCarty likes to remind me, I had Matt Todd ahead, Adi Savir, on my open side depth charts for about 18 years. 18 minutes past seven, Canterbury Sports Corner, with Enterprise Recruitment. Really appreciate their support, as always. We'll be back, and I might take you to the pub after this, on SCNZ. Caught up with Gordon Finn later. We'll hear what he's got to say about the All Blacks tomorrow. Give up the drugs and alcohol. I didn't want to distort my vision to be living life to the full. And I wouldn't have made it if it wasn't for you. You picked me up every day. 
Joining me now, we're so lucky to have access to him pretty much every other week here at SCNZ, and especially on the Canterbury Sports Corner. He always answers our call, and we're so lucky he does because it's been a historic season for a number of reasons, but it's not done yet. And I guess two old foe really go to battle in the Meads Cup final this week when it is Wanganui travelling south to take on South Canterbury there at the Tamuka Oval. Nigel Walsh is on the line. Nigel, this is these are the weeks you work for, and... All of the records and accolades you guys have got this year, I, I dare say they probably won't mean a lot if you give it away this weekend. So what's it been like? How's the intensity and how are the boys? Oh, look, it's, it's everybody's dream to try and make a final, you know. At the start of the year, you plan out and you want to make the top four and you want to win your semi-final if you get that opportunity. And then, uh, yes, you'll come down to one game. And as you say, we've we've, we've done a lot during the year and... and um, to make it a really successful season, it's been a very successful one now, but to, to really top it off to go and, and try and win this final, you know, we're certainly not defending it. The Cup's gone, it's gone back to New Zealand Rugby Union as far as we're, here, we're concerned, and we've got to go out and win it this weekend, and uh, and uh, yeah, and against a very good Wanganui side. Well, they've come right at the right time of the year. It's a repeat of the last year's final. They know how to win big games as well. And I, I think they'll probably like the position they're in. As I say, they've just started to gallop right at the right time of year. They're hitting their run. They're peaking. They're rock hard fit. Um, and that semi-final win, you must have taken massive notice of them. Yeah, we did. We we had a good look at that, and we've done a lot of homework around that as well. And um, yeah, Wanganui certainly shut Thames Valley out of their game, and and how Thames Valley wanted to play, and uh, didn't let them get going. But um, you know, Wanganui, you're right, they had a bit of a shaky start, but they've certainly come right at the back end of the season. And, uh, you know, they've, they've been in a lot of finals, they've played in a lot of finals, they've still got a very good team there right across the park. And so you've got two big hitters in, in the finals, so you couldn't have asked for anything better for a uh, final of the Heartland Championship. And, and um, yeah, it's it's she's going to be one hell of a massive uh, battle. And, and our boys have really rose and, and stepped up this week during the training sessions and and the intensity and everything as well. So they're looking forward to it, the challenge, and we're a team that uh, welcomes the challenge. We walk towards the challenge, and we take the challenge on, and, and uh, that's that's our attitude this weekend. Well, that's evident in the, the way you've been playing your games and some of the games, the way that they've panned out this year. Because I'm a big believer in uh, nothing breeds belief like winning. And you guys have had to recover from halftime deficits, I think, half a dozen times this year. And, and I, I think a big part of that is knowing that you've done it once so you can do it again and not panicking when you go down. Is that something that the guys talk about out there? You must have incredible on-field leadership to keep composure and to, to know that you know there's 80 minutes to get there. We don't have to panic if we're, we're not things aren't going our way 20, 30, 40 minutes in. Yeah, look, and, and we, we prepare for everybody coming down and throwing the kitchen sink at us. You know, everybody comes down and, We've got a massive target on our backs, you know, 30 games undefeated, champions two years in a row and all sort of count. But everybody wants to come in down and knock us off. And, and so everybody throws everything at us in that first 40 minutes. And it's a hell of a challenge. And, and you know, some teams get the rub of the green and they are in front of us and, and deservedly so as well. You know, a lot of these teams have been better than us in the first 40 minutes. But we, we go in and, and uh, with composure at half time when we talk about things and how we feel and what we've achieved and a lot of the time we haven't achieved a, a loss in that first 40 minutes and we know we're a lot better than that. So it's just about getting our hands on the ball, controlling the game, don't push the panic button. You know, last weekend 10-3 against the mighty East Coast side. Um, you know, we started well straight after half time but then the, we turned the ball over and they scored. Well, that certainly wasn't in the script, I can assure you. 
<laughs> and as a coach, we we'd rather be uh, we'd rather be kicking off and starting right than we'd go in a good position. Um, but you know, it just you, you're right. It shows the composure of the boys. It shows the balance of the team. But it also shows the depth of our squad coming off the bench and, and finishing games off in that point. What's the atmosphere like now? I've spoken to you previously about the culture of the group, and you've been lucky to be able to retain players. You've spoken about getting out into your community and, and catching up in some of these rural regions, connecting with the farmers. Um, I think it's a culmination of things. But in the finals week, Nigel, could you just explain it best you could? What's the atmosphere like at a at a training when you do get everyone together before they turn up on Saturday to take on a, a very classy outfit who has a, a proud history? in this competition as does South Canterbury was there a, an intensity was there a focus I mean I don't expect you to tell us what you said to the guys but I mean <laughs> what, what, what sort of what sort of atmosphere was it oh look it's been a very good atmosphere you know we've had a bit of an ups and downs week this week one of our players um, Grayson Dale lost his grandmother and so he's gone through that this week and, and got her funeral today so we all got around him and supported him and, and made sure he knew that the team was right there with him. And then another boy had a had a uh, baby. He was at training on Tuesday night. We'll oh, start wow. our preparation and, and next minute he gets a phone call. Can you tell can you tell uh Kawa Sorelli to get to the hospital? I've gone into labour. So it's been um, an up and down week, but it's an exciting week because it just shows the true love and, and feeling and, and camaraderie between the players, you know, when you when you got somebody that's grieving and then you got somebody that's celebrating life. And it just really, I, I, to be honest, I think it's a great timing thing because it just really brought the group together and uh, it really strengthened the whole thing. But also, you know, this week was um, not about applying pressure to the boys. This week's about making sure they're relaxed, making sure they're enjoying it, making sure they're having fun, but also make sure we're getting a lot of clarity over. You know, you're not going to get fit in the last week. So it's more about getting clarity around what we want to achieve and how we want to achieve it and uh, supporting each other all the way through. Yeah, you're so right. Preparation's done. It's just time for execution. Uh, look, we, we can't wait. It's it's so exciting. You guys are just a marvel, really, Nigel. I know you've given you every superlative possible. Just before I, I let you go, um, our friends ac- across the Alps, uh, West Coast, they take on Poverty Bay. Do you have an opinion on that game? Uh, West Coast have done a good job to weather that storm last week and uh, be here again. So c- do you think they can get the job done from the boys up north? Yeah, look, that's going to be a hell of a game as well. You, you've got two very good sides. We played both of those sides during the round robin, and, and they really come and took everything to us as well. Um, you know, and, and both away teams last week, um, they both come home with wins, and, and Poverty Bay come back from a massive 25-7 down mm. at halftime to North Otago. So it shows that I've got great composure and leadership and, and um, belief in their side as well. And uh, the coasters went all the way up to Warrapa and, and uh, took them on and, and um, sort of got them from the nice and early and kept the lead all the way through. So that's a hell of a battle. But um, look, that's going to be a tough game. I think the coasters at home will be a tough um, obstacle, to be honest. I'm sure Cutty will have them all up and firing and, and ready to go in front of the uh, superb West Coast crowd that we've been in front of. And they're very vocal and very they certainly let you know that they're there. So, <laughs> you know, my my won't let the uh, Poverty Bay boys um, worry about that. He'll have them pumping as well. And, and Maya's a very good coach. So you've got two great coaches, two great sides, and... Uh, you know, it's it's the same as the Meads Cup. It's going to be a, an epic battle. Absolutely, God bless, God bless the coasters. God bless the Heartland Championship, Nigel. It's so good. And and although we don't want your um your streak to come to an end, we wouldn't mind the Irish winning streak to be pipped. To be fair, we we, we wouldn't mind popping that balloon, would we? 
Oh, did right. That's that's going to be a massive game on Saturday morning, uh, Sunday morning, and, and um, you know, just seeing some of the news now, there's some changes in the team and and all this other sort of carry on. But look, I think the All Blacks will believe in themselves, and and I think they'll go through and beat them as well. I, I really do. I think they'll lift the raise the bar. They'll lift the intensity. Um, they're not the big, uh, uh, big physical South African side, so I think uh, we'll be off to match them in that sense and set piece. And I think we'll uh, we'll be able to contain them and, and uh, get a win. Oh, can't wait! What a weekend for Code it is, Nigel. You've got a job to do, mate. We'll let you crack on. Thank you so much for your time all the way through the season. You've been very gracious with it. So all the best, and we're, we're right behind you here in Canterbury. Nah, thanks very much, and appreciate you taking me on the show. And, and uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Checking in here for the Canterbury Sports Corners Friday Beers segment. First time, and you know what? We'll find a sponsor. I feel like Castles and Sons, probably Prime, maybe the Moon Underwater. Whatever it is, we will find one. And uh, the whole point of this is Friday afternoons, everybody's winding down. Saturday morning, let's hear our thoughts. Uh, catching up the first edition of the Canterbury Sports Corners Friday Bears segment. It's Gordon Finlater from News Hub. Uh, Gordon, welcome. Nice to see you at the Miller Bar on a Friday afternoon. Nobody knows whether this will make it to air, but in, in the case it does, what I am curious and what I am polling you on today is not the election. It's around the All Blacks and being the Canterbury Sports Corner, the conflicting feeling that a lot of Cantabrians will feel at the moment as we clearly want our national team to win a World Cup and beat Ireland. But it's fair to say that we've experienced some emotional trauma over the last couple of years. So I'll lob that hand grenade to you and see what you do with it. Yeah, thanks, Louis. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a fair point. Uh, and on, on your point of us um, not having our way in the last few years, I mean, that's clearly about um, not having our breakdancing man, Razor Ray, uh, leading this team. Uh, to the World Cup and uh, we've actually discussed a theory in the past that after that Test Series loss to Ireland hey, did South Africa play 3D chess and go, you know what, let's lose this game let's get Foster through to the World Cup no one's going to care about who wins the Rugby Championship in 2022 it's all about who wins next year's World Cup Um, but I think outside of that look, we're all Kiwis at the end of the day and we want to see this team do well I want us to be Ireland I want us to go all the way but if it doesn't work out, will I then go, oh, would things have been different under Razor? 100% I will. 100%. Not only us, but the whole of the country will go, that will become the immediate question. And, and I want Mark Robinson to be have the question put to him because it became, we'll all remember that interview with him over Skype it was after the win against South Africa in South Africa and he was moving around in his chair it was the most awkward press conference I've ever seen with the head man in New Zealand rugby Um, they stuck with their man but I think if it doesn't work out the hard questions need to be asked to him like did you is it clear now that the wrong decision was made was the wrong rain pulled Wonderful question from an intelligent member of the Christchurch Sports Media. I guess what I would wonder is, of every single quarterfinal the All Blacks have played in, 
Is this the one of lowest stakes? Because there's a new incoming coach and expectations that are at an all-time low because of a historically bad World Cup cycle for the All Blacks. So is this as low anxiety a semi-final the All Blacks and New Zealand rugby ecosystem will ever experience? Not only lowest stakes, but lowest expectations. Can we agree on that as well? Like, I don't think I've, we've ever gone into a match this early in the tournament and gone, actually, you know what? We could win it, don't get me wrong. Like I'd, I'd put it at the moment at about a 60 Ireland, 40 New Zealand. Like yeah. It's not like the I'd agree. I'd agree. It's not like I'm going and going, we're going to get beaten by Ireland. Like I, I, I think we can win, and I hope we do win. Um, but equally, I mean, it feels weird to say that. Does it, does it not feel weird to say that we aren't expecting to win this game this early? It sounds insane. It felt insane as it was leaving my lips. But that's what Friday Bears on the Canterbury Sports Corner is all about. It's asking the hard questions that might be uncomfortable, but the ones that need to be asked. And I think you'll find that there are a lot of Kiwis and a lot of Canterburians out there that are feeling this very strange in-between land, no-man's land period here about the All Blacks. We probably know we're not as good as Ireland. We can definitely beat them. We're going to absolutely root for them to beat them. But if it doesn't go our way, we have got a clear change of focus and change of direction that has already been declared by the boss of the organisation. It is a strange time. And if we really want to put on that eye patch really nice and big, why isn't Will Jordan at fullback? <laughs> Where is Leicester flying an Ukubin? Like These are the questions. And, and, and it's yeah, but does it make any sense to you? No. Does it make any sense to me? No, but this is, this is the environment we're in at the moment. And that's Friday Bears with Gordon Finlater of News Hub. Thinking that you are next, heck of you ain't holding your breath, man. Cause I'm out here, I'm hungry. I don't play around, trust me. Ain't had as much drive since my Honda Civic got rusty. And my girl said she loved it. It's funny, just thinking back. Study hard for that nine to five. Like I thought it actually be good, but that it was dreaming. Trident Homes, designed for living, built for life. Proud supporters of community sport across Christchurch. Check out our modern home plans and show home locations at tridenthomes.nz. Donnie Bell of the Integrity Unit podcast. Well, he is a big of a supporter of his community and local sports here in Canterbury and rugby in particular, as anyone I know. Donnie, it's good to catch up with you on a, a big Saturday, mate. How are you? Always a pleasure, never a chore. I'm very well. Beautiful weather today in the... Uh Garden City, mate, uh, survived the week of work and out the other side, so I can't complain. Hope you're well yourself. Yeah, 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 absolutely, flying. Now, <laughs> I, started, I started the show today kind of reflecting on the Canterbury season, Bean. Um, it's done now, sadly. Hardenaki fully deserved their win last night. They were tougher. They, they probably were more suited with um, their squad and, and playing at home and just the way the game panned out. Funny old year, kind of lacked a bit of continuity through the middle part, and then injuries kind of curtailed the end of it. So, what's your read on on the? What would you? What would you actually? I'll ask you this: What grade would you give the Canterbury uh, campaign for twenty twenty three? Yeah, um, not quite what it was last season, unfortunately for them. Wonderful uh, group of players and coaching staff. I've been heavily involved with the Canterbury side this year, um, basically putting on one of my hats. I have been the ground announcer, so stadium announcer for the Canterbury side throughout the year. So I've been heavily involved with all the home games 
there at the stadium and probably for them they'd feel it's sort of a six or six or seven out of ten it started really well I think for them they they've shown some beautiful signs and glimpses they have a lovely squad but just in the odd game they just have lapsed slightly and let other teams off the hook and lost a couple of critical games they needed to win um, to get that home semi-final, which meant they had to travel up the daunting task of going up to New Plymouth, a Taranaki side that have been incredibly strong over the past few seasons and well and truly did deserve their win. So about a 6 out of 10. Um, I know the Canterbury side will be incredibly tough on themselves. They don't need me to be tough on them. They did throw the kitchen sink. They stayed in the game for 80 minutes. They were right there until the very end, but there was a very classy young Taranaki side with a lot of talent coming through that we saw yesterday, and several players caught my eye. But for Canterbury, it's a season more of what if, uh, once again, congratulations to them making it to this final stage, to the semi-finals. They are a classy outfit, but yeah, just lapses in games for them. Uh, they haven't been able to get the job done. Yeah, you've, you've nailed it. it. It really was just moments and, and lapses and then a bit of unfortunate injury timing at the end of the yeah, end of the year, Donny. Yeah, um, now, I spoke to Nigel Walsh just about 10 minutes ago. Champion guy. The, the, the South Canterbury man. Union should just be so proud of what they've done for a sustained period of time. Not a one-hit wonder. They've built, they're have building a dynasty, to be honest. <laughs> I know it sounds well, strange to say, but they, they are literally building a Heartland Championship dynasty. Are you tipping them to see off the Butcher Boys today who will come uh, hell for leather at them, really, won't they, from the, from the first whistle? Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, the Butcher Boys were incredibly impressive. The way they disposed of the Thames Valley Swamp Foxes last weekend was quite incredible. I was actually up there commentating the first round of the competition uh, when Thames Valley played Whanganui, and Thames Valley actually beat the Butcher Boys in Whanganui. So a massive turnaround for that Whanganui side to then put 30-odd points on Thames Valley. They're coming in red hot. They're in thermonuclear, and they will believe they can get the job done. They'll be hurting at the fact that they lost to South Canterbury in last year's final. But let's turn it around. Nearly 30-odd games in a row South Canterbury have won. They've won the competition the last two years in a row. And once again, I had the pleasure of actually calling their game. So I've seen plenty of their action this year. Calling their semi-final last weekend against East Coast, where they were down by 14 points. And they've turned that around and been absolutely ruthless scoring, they literally scored about four tries in the last 20 minutes. And they just know how to punish sides late in the game. And they just don't panic and get a job done. I'm picking South Canterbury in a tight one here, just purely on the fact they've forgotten how to lose. I, I totally agree. Like, winning is a habit, right? And um, <laughs> it's, it's, there's no one that, literally no one that does it better in New Zealand rugby than South Canterbury at the moment. So <laughs> I, I, yeah. I agree agree with your, your sentiment that, you, you know, like, they've forgotten how to lose. I, I believe that. they. Uh, if it gets tight, I just, I don't know how you could tip against them. Uh, West Coast, can they get it done for the South They're Island? They're so meticulous. Across, the, across the Alps, Donny? Yeah, yeah, what do you reckon? West Coast? Well, for me, um, there's a lot of hope. That is my hometown. That's where I've grown up. Now, West Coast have never won a final. They've never won a final. 
in this Heartland competition or when it was Division 2 and Division 3. So they've never, never done it before. Now this game, I watched as a young kid, they played Poverty Bay back in 1999, 24 years ago. Poverty Bay broke West Coast Hearts in Greymouth and I'm sure 24 years later they'll remember that West Coast as will Poverty Bay, I'm sure. I think it's their time. I think it's time for the Coast to win a final. They have been remarkable. They have come from a side that didn't win a single game last year to winning half, if not slightly more, of their competition games this year. So an incredible turnaround. They will have fantastic support from the town and community there. This Poverty Bay Wicker outfit is a, is a side that can beat anyone on their day. So they'll have to play incredibly well, but I'm picking West Coast to get a job done here in Greymouth. Oh, you're saying the right things, Donny. That's fantastic. I'm uh, I'm hoping so. <laughs> hoping it's a South Island sweep, mate. It would be fantastic. We've got to, we've got to run because we've got to pay the bills. But in a word, All Blacks, Ireland. Nervous. Uh, quietly confident, but at the same Ooh. time, at the same time, to only to a degree. I, I am quietly confident, but they're going to have to do one heck of a job, and I think it's all going to come down to discipline and penalties and starting the game really well. And I tell you what, that other NPC final could go either way as well with Wellington Hawks Bay. Honestly, with Hawks Bay beating Wellington the other day, that's going to be a mouthwater in North Island uh, Bunnings NPC final come next week, that's for sure. But yeah, I think in the big game, coming back to it, I think the boys can get the job done, but certainly squeaky bum time and a few <laughs> uh, nervous Kiwis around come tomorrow morning, that's for sure. T- totally agree, Donny. You're a champion, mate. I loved catching up with you, so we'll do it again sometime soon. The Integrity Unit podcast, check it out. Check out Donny's work. You hear him at the Canterbury Games. You hear him on Heartland coverage. He is everything good about rugby and Aotearoa. That's Donny Bell. We're wrapping the show up about now. Let me mention a couple of things before I go. The Black Caps, yes, boys. Uh, Matt Henry, Christchurch's own, fantastic with the ball. Lockie Ferguson getting wickets, fantastic. Daryl Mitchell, Canterbury's Daryl Mitchell, uh, he was Crick Info's MVP. Read into that what you will. 89 of 67. Kane Williamson's back. They, they He left, he retired hurt with a thumb injury of all things. He got hit with a ball as he was running between the wickets. But I think he'll be fine. I think it was just precautionary, as I'm telling myself. Um, Tom Latham, of course, uh, out in the middle as well, doing what Tom Latham does. Just fantastic. Really, really happy news for the Black Caps. They go 3-0. and Meanwhile, Australia suck, so that's good news. Um, my Wizard of the Week this week goes to the young man. Uh, his name's Louis Sharp. He claimed the Formula F4 championship last weekend. The Rodden Carlin driver, he's a young Kiwi. He has uprooted his life to go move to the UK, and he has been rewarded with a Formula One title. This is a prestigious event. Well, series. Lewis Hamilton. Your George Russells. Like, I'm talking that sort of level of guys that have come through this. F4. Congratulations to Louis, his family. Massive investment into this young man's future. I hope it pays dividends for them. Jacob, thank you for your time uh, putting the show together today, mate. So I didn't get to chat to you about... Um... Hey, hey, Jacob. Yes. The Cranberries. Yes, Zombie. You a fan? Oh, yeah, I'm a fan. I mean, I'm hoping we don't hear it tomorrow morning, though. Me too. I just have this nagging feeling we might. 
Zombies. I would prefer Bliss by the Dudes, personally. 100%. Fire up. Stay around for the mail run as well.